This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi, hi, hi. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, have you seen any good Star Wars lately, Christy? Yes, I have, actually. Really? What? The he- Wait, what have you seen? Well, I rewatched Solo again. <laughs> ah, good. Hey, you know what I rewatched was Return of the Jedi for the umpteenth millionth time. Instead of The Last Jedi? Instead of The Last Jedi. Well, okay, because this is the thing. I've been wanting to do all the the episode movies in numbered order. Because, I mean, I've seen one through six. I've done that before, mm-hmm. but I haven't done the one through eight. And I'm wondering if I should wait until nine comes out especially like on home video and then just watch all nine in a row and see how that plays out. Yeah. That's what it's not I that try. much longer. I would do one through nine. Yeah. Maybe I should, maybe I'll wait a while to do that, but I can't do it all in one sitting. Cause that would take way too long. I'll just do one movie a night. Hey everybody, this is Bruce Gibson, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Christy Morris joining us here on today's show. So hey. it's great to have you. Thank you for having me back. When's the last time you were on? It's been a few months few months probably at least dragon con right yes exactly i think it's been a few months since i've been on too um actually no i was on last week (laughs) (laughs) you're the host right (laughs) who's driving this sometimes i don't know who's driving this show anymore Uh, anybody notice that anyway um oh it's all good fun it's all fun we have a good time it's all in the house it's fun it's family Mm -hmm. so yeah i wouldn't want to what i would want to watch all these episodes in a row because i'm really curious how those first six would go because i feel like they go well together but then when you get to seven i just wonder how that transition from six to seven really works and i don't think you can just do six and seven to feel that you have to go through all the movies because i was realizing when you go to each movie the the characters are basically in the same place they were from the previous movie it may Mm -hmm. be a time period of 10 years or 20 years or four years in between but we've left our characters in the same situation they were in in the last movie. But when you end at six and you go to seven, well, Luke is missing. Han, well, apparently he's had a relationship with Leia, broke that off, had a kid. Kid went, right. like all this stuff went on. I'm like, I wonder how that really plays if you watch them all in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and by the that. way, with your headphones, you look like Leia right now. Oh, yeah. With my buns. Yes. I actually have the Mickey ears that are the Leia buns. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we wore those at uh, Disneyland in California, so I'll have to wear them again sometime. You should wear them now. <laughs> Go find them. We'll all wait. We're, we're just sitting here waiting. <laughs> so Galactic Fashion is a show you've been on. Yes. That's not going on anymore. Is that right? Or can yeah. we say that? Did I just break some news or... No, I, we, we did break the news on Facebook and our, our Facebook group. So I guess this is the first public news. So you heard it here second. 
<laughs> um, but it, yeah, Teresa and I were co-hosting Galactic Fashion on the Jedi News Network, and um, we've decided to go in a different direction um, and do a show that is going to be more inclusive of other fandoms we love other than just Star Wars. Ooh, wow. So you're doing a different show. Yeah. Up. So oh, we're, but we're you can't tell us. Yeah. We're trying to tease it and not give everything away. But uh, yeah, hopefully in January, we'll have our first episode of the new show. Okay, so give us one word that teases it. Oh. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, Potter. Ooh. Uh, which mm. we've been doing a little bit of, you know, multiple fandoms as it was, but this will be even more like we'll, you know, probably expand to talking about stuff like Wonder Woman. Potter and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That's a crossover right there. Aliens, Predator, if I have my way. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. Hey, we just recorded the 602 Club podcast with Matt Rushing. So Christy and I were on there talking about Aquaman because we saw an early showing because we're Amazon Prime members. So we could go on Saturday, this past Saturday, and we were able to watch it. And so that episode of us talking about Aquaman will drop on the 21st on Friday. So check out our review of Aquaman on the 602 club. Yeah, it was fun. The podcast was fun. Yeah. Well, the movie was fun too. <gasps> now you're giving away. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No secrets. No secrets. No secrets. Well, I say we, since we broke news about your show, let's break some other news. We have something to report. Data, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. So we have the cast of The Mandalorian has been officially announced. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to StarWarsReport.com, you can get the cast listing for The Mandalorian, the new series that's coming to Disney Plus next fall. Okay, so Pedro Pascal, we already had that announcement. Or was that just a rumor or leak thing? I don't know. But now I guess it's official. And mm -hmm. he plays Narcos. And he's the lone Mandalorian gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. Now, Christy... What did you think of this news when you heard of Pedro? I love him because I'd already seen him as Prince Oberyn in Game of Thrones. And that's pretty much where most people would know him from. That was his biggest role to date. Um, and he really was this great actor at being coy and mysterious and um, really just a, a really compelling actor. Um, so I think that in this role, he's going to be doing kind of the same thing. I, I could be wrong. Obviously, this is all hearsay. But from from my best guess, um, first of all, this was something I was looking forward to in general as far as where in the galaxy we're going to be, what time period in, in the timeline. Um, and then having someone like him playing this role, I think he's the perfect choice for it. Yeah, I agree. I remember seeing him in Game of Thrones. And I think... Uh you know, from that experience watching him there, he was a really good actor. Um, I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think he's going to be interesting. I'm looking at his IMDb page and it's showing all these episodes listed, not with titles, but just episode numbers of The Mandalorian. And it's so exciting to see that. You know, that's one of the things I've been wondering. It's just called The Mandalorian. It doesn't seem mm -hmm. to be called Star Wars, The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Some surprise, or even the Mandalorian, a Star Wars story. 
like they're working out taking the star Wars title out of this. Or I don't know if maybe that's coming in later or not, or if that's official, but anyway, it's the Mandalorian and it also shows here he's going to be in wonder woman, 1984. Oh, the next wonder woman movie. Yeah. So that's interesting too. So he's basically being groomed into this action hero now. I guess so. Yes. Oh, you know what? And he was on a TV series called Narcos. I introduced him as a character named Narcos because that's what was in the press release. <laughs> it's a Narcos. So I was like, oh, I guess that's his character name. No, that was a show he was in. So, but he is going to be the Mandalorian. So at least we know that. Yes, he is the lone Mandalorian. But you know who else I'm excited about for this is Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, yes. Because if anyone has seen Breaking Bad, he played Gus, who was the absolute most menacing, terrifying villain ever. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, see it. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but he he had something really bad happen to him and still survived it. And it was crazy. So I, I think that if he plays any kind of villain in The Mandalorian, he would be excellent. But I think he would be excellent as anything. I don't know if I've seen him in Breaking Bad yet because I started that series with my wife and then she stopped watching it. And then I just haven't had a chance to pick back up on it again. So I need to go back from the beginning and watch it. But I know I've seen him in other stuff. I just can't remember what it is I've seen him in. And I'm looking through his list of stuff and I'm, I mean, there's some shows and stuff, but I don't like community but I don't think it's from that. Like I remember seeing him. You in haven't that. seen Community? No, but I mean, I did. But he's—I don't remember him in that. Like that's—I yeah. don't think that's where I recognize him from. Uh, also, know. Better Call Saul, which was the the show following Breaking Bad about Saul the lawyer. So there was kind of some crossover. He apparently was also um, a voice of a character in the Jungle Book remake. He was in a show called Revolution. I think I saw that. Maybe that's where I'm remembering him from. Oh, CSI Miami. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's been around a while. He's been around. What about <laughs> Gina Carano? Do you know her? her? I don't know as well. I don't know her as well either. Fast and Furious 6? I saw that, but I don't remember her. Do you know I have not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies? I've been wanting to. I've been really, really, Ever. really wanting to. And Riley and I were going to watch them all together. He's seen them, but we were going to watch them all together, and that just that hasn't happened. Of course, now he's in Texas, so. yeah. Well, I'd be happy to watch them with you and your family. <laughs> okay. Well, um, just have a big party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, she was also, uh, Gina Carano is also in Deadpool as Angel Dust. Um, and she was in Almost Human, as well as, like you said, Fast and the Furious 6. And she played Riley in Fast and Furious 6. That's the character name, Riley. Yeah. What a That's coincidence. Funny. Uh, and now one of my best friends from high school loves Supernatural. So that's where Emily Swallow can be seen. She's going to be um, one of the characters in Mandalorian as well. Um, yeah. And they don't tell us anything about the characters. We just know the cast. So it's I know. Kind of I wish we knew character names at least. Yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers. I've seen in a lot of things. A lot of action movies. Oh, yeah. I know Carl Weathers, you know, because of the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen those, and he was in Happy Gilmore and Predator. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I remember him from Predator. <laughs> Predator is my jam. I love all of those movies. It except is your jam. there is one movie that Michael and I both hate with a passion. Don't watch AVP Requiem. Oh, or if you want to punish yourself, watch it anyway. <laughs> um, 
I'm not as familiar with Omid Abtahi. American Gods. He was in that. I've heard of the show. I've never seen it. Now, he was in The Hunger Games Mockingjay, which I saw, and I vaguely do remember him in that. Because I love Hunger Games. I haven't gotten that far. I've seen like one, two, and three. Or... Yeah, I think he was just in part two. Yeah, I think I've oh, only seen two movies. And guess what? Star Wars fans. He was in Star Wars The Clone Wars. As who? He was in the episode The Academy as Cadet Amos. Hmm. And then he re- he returned playing that same character that I guess is also a Mandalorian Super Commando. Or maybe he did both in uh, the Lawless episode. That is so cool. So he's already uh, been in Star Wars. So he's like returning home. That's that's a good choice then. I'm glad we're bringing back somebody that's got some Star Wars experience. It's good to bring new people in too. I'm not hating on that either. But I wonder if he's like, oh, wait, did I do the Clone Wars? Did, was I in that? That was a while ago. You know, because sometimes they, actors will go and do like one day of voice work and then forget about it. That's true. They do a lot of work. Werner Herzog, I'm not as familiar with either. I recognize this guy. Where do I know him from? Uh, I'm looking on here. He was in Grizzly Man, which I did not see, but he was also Apparently in Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Yep. I don't know if I saw Jack Reacher, did I? But that's not where I know him from. He has a you lot know, more feel... credits as a director. Mm, maybe he should direct an episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. All right. Um, Rick and Morty. He plays Shrimply Pibbles. <laughs> His claim to fame right there. Yep. Uh, all Parks and Recreation. Apparently he was in Penguins of Madagascar. Jack Reacher as the Zek. I know I've seen him in something. I'm looking at the list. I just, ah. nothing's jumping out to me. He was Nosferatu, the vampire. Hey, you notice, okay, and this goes to our next one, Nick Nolte. Yeah, I know him very well. We got a lot of actors here that are older. You know, mm-hmm. typically like the sequel trilogy and Solo and and heck, even uh, Rogue One, we... Th- the actor most of the actors skewed a little younger this is skewing a little older it's interesting to me because it's making me think more of like the saw Gerrera kind of people so yes. maybe this is going to be a group of people that are all like you know these this group living in the outer reaches they're um more like the everyday worker kind of people that are just getting by it's more like jakku kind of places maybe well, and some of them could be aliens, too, right? That's so true. They, could they may different. not look like themselves. And I'm sure this isn't the whole cast. Because, I mean, I've seen things before where you get a list of cast members, and then after the show or the movie comes out, you're like, gosh, I remember that whole list of cast members. And there's, like, some prominent actors that are main characters in here that weren't on the list back then. Like, they're you like, know? surprise, Carrie Russell. <laughs> right yeah you're like wait a minute what why didn't you say that before or you get announcement you think oh they're gonna have a huge role like Gwendolyn Christie as Captain Phasma and you're thinking oh she's gonna be this big major character in The Force Awakens and she doesn't have that big of a role you know yeah she got thrown in the trash compactor but yeah are are you excited about this because I'm excited I'm excited about it I think the thing that gets me really excited uh is when we see a trailer or a clip or something just a yeah. visual, you know, even if it's a just a static shot. But I, I just think just seeing some kind of video of something, just an actual scene is going to get me all pumped. Yeah, because all it is right now is that one photo that we've seen of the Mandalorian armor. Yeah, and that's great. But that's it. And then mm-hmm. like, we OK, here's the cast. OK, but who are they playing? What are they doing? Like, 
I could randomly just name actors' names right now and it'd be like, so what? It doesn't mean anything until I see them in something or I know something what they're doing, you know? So, yes, I can't wait. And it's set um, after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Isn't it about four years, I think? I remember hearing something like that. It's Mm -hmm. a few years after Return of the Jedi. But closer to that time than Force Awakens, like Resistance. Yes, yes. Um, it, and it really, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so curious about where they're going to go with it, but I, I love that Favreau is writing on it and that he's doing it with Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy, because I trust all of these people to write a good story. I just, I know that probably a lot of fans like both of us are as well, are a little reserved because we've never had a live action Star Wars TV series. Yeah. And you know, when I was younger, and I, well, I shouldn't even say when I was younger. I mean, just, you know, probably 10 years ago, I would have been like, I don't know if, you know, Star Wars on TV, it's going to seem too low budget. But mm-hmm. now that we've had all these series on streaming services that look cinematic, I mean, they almost have theatrical budgets. I mean, we were talking Game of Thrones, just that alone could play right. up on a movie screen. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, if you can take it to that level and special effects and storytelling and such... Yeah, now I'm ready for Star Wars live action on TV. And I mean, Clone Wars opened that door, even though it was animation, it was on that epic scale. Yeah. So it's just, you know, if you make it work like Star Wars should, the same way that Clone Wars did story wise, I think that it'll go well. Yes, I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be good. But we'll see late. 2019 a year from now on the new streaming service that's coming out disney plus here in the u.s i don't know where this is going to premiere on what service in other countries uh the press release i read just said u.s i don't know if disney plus is going to be available in other countries or if this show will appear on other services like whatever netflix or crave or whatever so we'll we'll see but I'm sure it will be available worldwide. And you know, so you know who else uh, likes to travel the world? Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh yeah, where's he been? I don't know, but I know he likes to travel. Actually, <laughs> Luke Skywalker has vanished, and so has Mark Hamill. But they've now found him because he's now talking about Episode Nine. That there's been some rewrites, and he's also t- talked about the security. And he, uh, this was mentioned by Entertainment Weekly. And it says here, while on the set for History's Nightfall in Prague. Oh, he's in Prague. That's where he is. We found him. Hey. Hamill said he has yet to shoot most of his scenes for the next movie, but some recent script changes were delivered under a rather intense new level of security. And he noted how things have evolved since the first Star Wars movie back in 1977. And this is what he says, quote, I still have to go. Wait, why am I doing that character from Monsters Incorporated? What was right. her name? Roz. <laughs> Roz. Roz. <laughs> I still have to go over and do episode nine. <laughs> Excuse me. Most of the parts I have coming up besides Star Wars are voiceover. There's one big one, a very high profile. I can't announce now that I'm really excited about. Uh, you know how it is these days. Every time you sign NDAs. I remember back when I read the first Star Wars script, I was like, wow, that's the goofiest thing I've ever read. I gave it to my best friend to read, and I said, what do you think? He said, it's really weird. It's crazy. Can I give it to Meredith? Sure, go ahead. 
It went around to all my family and friends. <laughs> of course, he didn't say family. I put that in there. Of course, back then, nobody cared. Nowadays, it's like working for some secret deep state government organization, like being in the CIA. They're going to send rewrites over to Prague on this dark red paper that gives you a headache to read. He said the same stuff when he was doing the other, like, episode eight. <laughs> right. I'm like, I think we've probably heard him say this before. I know. We have. But this is what's interesting to me is, has he done many scenes? Because it says he has yet to shoot most of his scenes. And aren't most of the filming done? I mean, th I guess what I'm trying to say is, it almost sounds to me as maybe his part isn't that big or he's not in the movie. I shouldn't say not big, but he's not in the movie all that long. That's what it seems like to me, too. Like That's maybe he's a forest ghost. Maybe it's just like Return of the Jedi. He just shows up at the end, smiles, and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I mean, it, it, seriously, like after the way that um, he, you know, supposedly died in Last Jedi, I'm hoping that we get some kind of force ghost scene with him or that it, that it's not going to be super limited, but it sounds like it is, but I trust JJ. I, I, yeah, I trust JJ too. I would say that uh, since it says he hasn't shot most of his scenes, that means he's done at least some. And so, that maybe he actually has more than we think. Yeah. It's more than one scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if he's a force ghost, he doesn't necessarily have to be on set. They will superimpose him in. Mm -hmm. They would edit him in because he'd probably be in a green screen studio. And then they put him in to those scenes. So the scenes that he's in may have already been filmed. Now he just has to go in and do his part of that scene, which they then edited in. Mm -hmm. And maybe even these are, I, I was discounting flashback scenes. Yes. So it could not be Force Ghost at all. He could just be doing flashbacks. Could be. Could yeah. Very well could be. Fingers so, crossed. I love Luke Skywalker. See. I don't want him to go yet. No, he's not gonna go yet. He's he's okay. around. He's around. He's in Prague right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think uh I mean we definitely know Luke's gonna be in there. I just think whatever role he has, no matter if it's you know, just in a couple scenes or a lot, I mean he's not the star of the movie. It's you know, Ray and Finn and Kylo Ren and such, but I think he's gonna have a prominent presence in some capacity. He's gonna affect the galaxy and the mm -hmm. situation of the story in some big manner. I think he is going to be continuing to train Ray that it's going to be either flashbacks or force ghost, but she's going to like get some training and that um, Kylo is going to round up the Knights of Ren and we're finally going to meet the rest of them. Um, Let's I, hope. I saw some quote from Andy Serkis. Uh, I think maybe from you that, uh, Maybe there's going to be a return of Snoke in some way. Well, yeah. So in gamesradar.com, he said that Snoke died, of course, and it was a bit of a shock to him. And he says, quote, but I could see exactly why they were going that route. And I think it was a huge surprise in the middle of the film. But I really love the scene where Ray plays with Snoke. That scene was fantastic. I just wish he'd survive. But who knows? What? 
who knows? Mm-hmm. He was cut in half, but then again, so was Darth Maul. But they do say in the article, it's very possible that the villain could very well be a surprise return in Star Wars 9. And there is a theory that Supreme Leader Snoke is, in fact, Darth Plagueis, the Sith Lord who apparently spent his life's works trying to unlock the secrets to immortality. Well, I think they've already said that he is not Plagueis. Like Lucasfilm, someone at Lucasfilm said That's that. what I thought, but I'm like, well, I, I will take it if he is, but I thought that they had def- said he definitely wasn't. He's not Plagueis. He's not Plagueis. Now, yeah. one reason I kind of put this in the notes is I wanted to ask you, would you want to see them bring Snoke back? I was sad that they took Snoke so soon. Um, I felt like they really didn't explain much about where he came from or why he's doing what he's doing. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how they would bring him back since they've kind of done that thing with Maul already. You don't want to do the same thing that you did with that character. So I, I, I don't know how you would do it any justice if you tried to bring him back. Yeah, I agree. I, I say just, you know, let him be, leave dead. him. Yeah. yeah, Leave him. But it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> yes. I actually loved that scene when it happened. I was like, oh my gosh, they actually killed him. Like, so it was cool. shocking. Yes. But I, I don't want him back, but I would like to know some backstory in the next movie. Like, there's something I, I want to know just a little more about Kylo Ren and Snoke and what really went on there. And I'm just some, hoping that something reveals itself, like some kind of mystery we didn't know about and some information it's like oh that makes sense why Snoke would have gone after where he came from okay or we see the place that he's from or something like some castle Ooh, darth vader's castle maybe well and like he clearly had such disdain for han solo but we don't know why so you're left going okay what's what was his beef with han (laughs) yeah was there more to it than just well he's Ben Solo's father? Like, I mean, so what? Yeah. Does he, you know, what what has gone on? Did he steal one of Snoke's golden robes? (laughs) Sorry, the cheap shot. Well, no, no, because Lando is the one who would have gone for the robe. Oh, that's right. It's in the cape closet. And Billy Dee's going to be in the next movie, so maybe he's going to be wearing Snoke's golden robe. I'm so excited. (laughs) I love Billy Dee. Yes. He flirted with me once. Oh, as if you're the only woman he's flirted with. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not special. (laughs) What did he do when he flirted with you? We were at Dragon Con and uh, Michael and I went to one of his panels and um, it was just, uh, you know, looking back at stuff, you know, from previous Lando scenes. And uh, I stood up to just give him a compliment. And before I even said anything, he started speaking to me in Italian and ended it with Bella. And then I just went, okay, thank you, and sat down. (laughs) Bella works every time. Yep. He's like, Italian. (laughs) Now, did Michael get jealous and go, hey, 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 she's my woman? No, we died laughing. Oh, I thought because Michael's such a huge Lando fan, he might look at Billy D and go, you're melting my heart. Please say Bella to me. (laughs) You would think, but no, he just was laughing at the whole situation and how red my face was. I just had to sit down. <laughs> oh, but he's I'd great. I've seen that. <laughs> Billy D's the best. He is. Hey, and real quick, um, well, last thing in the news I just want to mention is Resistance, Star Wars Resistance. It's on a break now for its season, but it will return 
in January with new episodes on the Disney, starting with on the Disney Channel. It's typically on XD, all the other episodes. But we have some mini shorts. So there's these little shorts on the Disney YouTube channel of some original uh, Resistance cartoons. So I watched a few of them today. And I mean, they're cute. Mm-hmm. They're fine. They're a minute long. They're like know. the Forces of Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Short like videos. Thi- yeah. Short things like that. But it almost felt to me as if like some of them played like they're missing scenes that, you know, scenes like a cut out of an episode that they had laying around and like, oh, the episode ran too long. Oh, well, we can just put that. No. I'm not saying that's what it is, but it kind of feels that way because they're so short. You no, know? you're calling them out. Recycled footage. <laughs> hey, you know, I recycle stuff all the time. If they did that, <laughs> I don't blame them. As a matter of fact, at my job, I just suggested that last week. I said, hey, anything that we shoot that we don't use, we can use like on the web as a teaser. So, right. <laughs> I just said to do that. So, <laughs> no, I, I really, I respect that they've gone in this new direction with the, a whole new style of animation that looks more um, anime based than um the 3d animation of like clone wars or um the style that you got with uh rebels it it's really i'm sure i have no idea how much work goes into making what they're putting together um for resistance but i think that it's it's neat that they've decided to go this direction like forces of destiny and do short videos on youtube um because i think that they're Star Wars, like we've said before, has always been for kids and for every audience. But I think that they're even more with these short ones targeting a younger group. Yes. And yeah, it does seem that way, especially when I was watching these shorts for Resistance. I was thinking about, gosh, these really do feel like they're for, you know, younger kids. Like four to ten years old. Yeah. Maybe even a little older than that, too. But definitely kid. Yeah. Um. But that's cool because that's, you know, Star Wars is for all ages. And I mean, it's not like you have to be a kid to enjoy these, you know, it's just a different tone, different way it plays than Rebels did and the Clone Wars did. But they're still fun. I mean, I've enjoyed watching it and there's, you know, and to keep our appetite going, they're going to have these 12 shorts. I think I only saw three today. Um, Mm -hmm. So there may be there's going to be more coming out. There's 12 in total. I haven't seen them all yet either. Well, you got to go do that then. I know. We need to have our our, um, cartoon correspondent, Jonah Marie Macias, visit. (laughs) That's fine. She's welcome anytime. If you're listening, call me. (laughs) Bella. All right. Now it's time for Boba's Bounty. He's worth a lot to me. As you wish. Okay, so uh, Christy, what is? Uh, I already know what your Boba's bounty is. <laughs> let let me just say it puts mine to shame. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you go first, and maybe I'll just even forget to do mine. So, <laughs> go ahead. What's your Boba's bounty? Something that you've done in Star Wars, or been inspired from, or bought, or experienced? Whatever. Do it. What's so great? So this has been a long time in the making, and that's part of why it's such big news. Uh, For the last two years, I worked on making a 501st Legion approvable costume, which is no small feat. It has to be, as they would say, screen accurate to Star Wars, um, or it has to have some kind of visual reference material. So it can come from 
any of the cartoons, but they have to work with you together if there's not already a costume reference photo created for guidelines of the costume. So like there is one already for Sabine Wren, for example, but there might not be one for resistance characters yet, but you could make one, but you have to work along with the Legion staff to come up with that. Um, so I, I did Ara Singh and it was, uh, like I said, two years of work, but I finally just got approved and I'm officially a member of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yay! And uh, I'm in the Georgia Garrison and uh, you will see me now volunteering at 501st Legion community events. So we do things like wear our costumes to visit kids in the hospital um, that may have terminal or chronic illnesses. We go uh, do fundraisers for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, all kinds of things, march in parades um, just to volunteer our time um, and show bad guys doing good. Excellent. Now, so what what made you decide to want to do this? Why Aura Singh? Now, Aura Singh is a bounty hunter, and yeah. she was first seen in uh, The Phantom Menace, but just mm-hmm. seen. I mean, she didn't have any speaking roles, but then she had speaking roles in uh, The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And she's been in some video games and other things. So she's white, pale white, and she's got she's bald, but she's got like a little... Except for one ponytail. Ponytail, yeah. On top of her yeah. head. Yeah, I, I actually um, had seen her because my husband got me started watching The Clone Wars for the first time um two years ago um it it just came up in conversation one day that i had never seen it so we started watching it together on netflix and i said oh my god her character is so cool like i I love that she got more screen time got an actual speaking role and was so ruthless and she trained baby boba yes that's right and had a relationship with uh, a love affair with Honda Onaka, who my husband is working on. Um, so I, I just was fascinated with her and found a book um, all about George Lucas coming up with her character um, and how they put her look together. And it was really crazy how difficult it was because you have to do a bald cap or shave your head except for a ponytail, which I'm not doing. Um, and, uh, I actually made my own gun holsters and he helped me make the double triggered pistols. Yeah. This has been a long time. I remember seeing you in this, uh, in Orlando at Star Wars Celebration, which would have been yeah. early 2017. That was the first time I wore it. But I mean, it's, you've continued to work and improve on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I've seen pictures even on like your Twitter feed and, and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, and shout out, by the way, to Geek Girl K or Geek Fashion Galaxy as she goes on Instagram. She took some really great photos of me at Dragon Con this year, too. I love her. We do, we've done improv together. It's fun. Oh, she's the best. But uh, yeah, so that's great. Congratulations. That's a big honor to get into the five of first. I agree. Thank you. So yeah. Well, now my Boba's Bounty, I pre-ordered Star Wars Thrawn Treason book that's coming out July 23rd. Sweet. Like on. So yeah, Don't see, that downplay was it. it. That's a big that's deal. It. That's that's it. That's the only thing I had. <laughs> hey, we love Timothy Zahn, don't we? We do, and we see him every year at Dragon Con. Exactly. I have done you know? panels with him. I've interviewed him several times. He's such a nice person, and I love that he just sits up there and he's you know tells it like it is. And you know when people are like, "Well, what are you going to do about bringing in more um, of the um, Legends characters?" He's like, "You know, both kinds of characters have a place in the world, so I do what I can, but you know, I I also have to get a paycheck." <laughs> 
Exactly. I was going to say, maybe we should ask him to be on the show here, but uh, I'm not writing checks, so maybe that won't work. Um, right. We should do a GoFundMe. <laughs> GoFundMe. <laughs> Help us for get Timothy's Timothy's on. on. <laughs> kidding, kidding. No, he would probably come on without us paying him. We just pay him with love. Yeah. And all we got to do is look at him and say, Bella. <laughs> You're never going to let me live this down, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to learn some Italian. The only Italian I know is pizza. <laughs> Stromboli. Farfalle. Farfalle. What is that? <laughs> it's bow tie pasta. Oh, I didn't know. That. I call it bow tie. Bow tie pasta, Bella. <laughs> oh we're just over here cracking each other up see at this point this is when the show should end okay (laughs) (laughs) so well because yeah you know what that is all that we have so christy where can people find you online Sure. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bespin Bell. Um, and I talk about Star Wars and um, sometimes Star Trek stuff too, but not as much lately. Um, more it's been about Aquaman the last few days. Um, and you can also find me um, sometimes on here on Star Wars Report. Um, I do uh, articles on occasion online and then I'm on the 602 Club uh, on a regular basis talking about all things geeky. All things geeky. What Star Trek stuff have you been talking about lately? Well, I started watching Discovery, but I stopped. Oh, well, we got to talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you stopped. Is it because you don't like it? Yeah. Okay, well, then we won't talk. Okay. <laughs> hey, and you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. You can find me on Instagram as just Admiral Rex, no underscore. And uh, you can find me on the Trek FM network, <laughs> talking about Discovery, on Live from the Edge. It's a live show after each episode of Discovery. It's live on YouTube, so check it out. I also do Literary Treks with Dan Gunther, where we talk about Star Trek books and comics. And uh, that's about it. Oh, here's a little hint. I am doing a live call-in radio show this Thursday night. First time ever I've been asked to do a live radio call-in show. I don't even know if I should say what it is because I don't know if I want anybody to listen. <laughs> you can you let me know how to listen <laughs> offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you're calling just, in or you're hosting? I'm co-hosting. I've been asked to be a guest co-host. Oh, that's great. And we're interviewing this kid, and you may have seen it on the national news lately. It's this kid who has saved a thousand dogs. He's seven years old, and Aww. he has... He has uh, saved a thousand dogs' lives. Uh, they're dogs that were going into shelters, and he was making online videos for the last few years of trying to get people to save the dogs. And so when you see this little kid say, this little dog is my friend, and, and she needs a home, or they're going to kill her, you know, people are just, like, taking these dogs and giving them good homes. And so he's been has this whole foundation and everything. So we're going to interview him and his mom on the show. And we're taking callers to call in. Oh, okay. So I should call. You should call. I'll tell you offline because, like I said, I I don't even know where to tell you to listen to it. It's called, I'll just say this. It's called Dreamworthy. Dreamworthy is the show. And it's on Thursday, this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you can find it, great. Because I don't know. It's on some radio stations here and there, but online, I don't know. I'm off work that day, so I'll call. Okay, great. (laughs) 
Well, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Bella. Bella. <laughs> Bella. Why, why does anybody give me a microphone to do this show? This is just <laughs> ridiculous. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just blabbing at the mouth. I've done three shows today, different that's podcasts. Okay. I'm like insanely like messed up. No, me too. I'm speaking gibberish at this point. Yeah, it, did we even it's just all wine do the talking? Show? Yeah. Know. What happened? Okay. Who am I? Don't I? Know. Stop recording. <laughs> Bella.